Are you ready to be transported back to 1800s high society London? Because season three of Bridgerton is now playing only on Netflix. This season follows the story of the Tons resident wallflower, Penelope Featherington, as she undergoes a journey of self-discovery and empowerment where we see her truly blossom. Penn's emotional transformation takes centre stage as her friendship with the charming Colin Bridgerton evolves into something more. For those not yet acquainted, Colin, the charming younger brother of the Bridgerton family, is about to turn Penelope's world upside down. Mm, This is the ultimate good friends to lovers story. From those initial butterflies to when both parties realise there might be something more between them, watch Bridgerton Season 3, now playing only on Netflix. Twain was one of the most famous and successful musicians in the world. From the outside, things looked pretty great until her best friend and her husband started having an affair behind her back. Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcast, the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome back to part two to you and to everybody else who's (laughs) with us right now. Let's have a quick chat before we properly jump in, as always, about what we covered in the last episode, because there was so much we spoke about. Yeah, absolutely. In episode one, we talked about Shania's incredibly traumatic childhood. She was raised in an extremely volatile household, one where violence, hunger and poverty were daily issues. Despite the violence and a couple of breaks apart, Her parents stayed together. They were together on and off for about 20 years. And then tragedy struck Zara when both her mum and her stepdad died in a car accident in 1987. She was just 22 years old. Yeah, now despite all of that, Shania committed herself to her love of country music. She worked small gigs here and there and did essentially find herself in the right place at the right time with kind of all the talent. To boot. Yes. Do we say to boot feels like very country music? To boot. Yeah, I think it's on brand for this series. I agree. Now, in 1993, she went to the country music fanfare in Nashville and met the man who would supercharge everything. His name was Mutt Lang. Mutt was a huge deal in music and had worked with Akadaka, ACDC, <laughs> on some of their biggest hits. I was going to say, I don't think we made this point in the last episode, but the transition from ACDC music to Shania Twain music is an interesting Well, we said move. that country music was different for him, but yes. the scope with which he, he pivoted <laughs> is impressive. <laughs> this wasn't just a professional partnership between Shania and Mutt, of course. Pretty soon they fell in love. In Shania's documentary, she described the timeline best, and we did quote this in the last episode, but we'll put it in again. She said, to put it all in a nutshell, we met, we fell in love, were engaged and wrote an entire album all in six months and got married in that six months as well. It's certainly impressive. Shania and Mutt moved to Switzerland where they lived in a 46-room chateau. Life was more private there, but certainly also because of that more insular. Shania's social world essentially shrunk to her husband and a woman who helped run their house and affairs, Marianne. Yeah, when Marianne and Shania fell pregnant around the same time, they became really close. They became firm friends, only slowly something started to feel not quite right when it came to Shania's dynamic with her husband 
and of course her dynamic with Marianne. Yeah, so we're going to rewind now all the way back to 2007 when cracks were starting to show in Shania Twain's marriage. All right, Zara. So it's 2007. Shania and Marianne are basically best friends. They are best friends who particularly bond over the themes of motherhood and life and marriages. And by 2007, there was a bit for them to talk about. There certainly was. As Shania wrote in her memoir, I confided to her that Mutt had grown distant to the point where I felt our marriage was in trouble. Marianne always listened attentively and offered sensible, objective advice. After all, although she was my friend, she'd known my husband longer than she'd known me. For the first year that we had that chateau, I was still on the come on over tour while she was already working for Mutt in Switzerland. Sharing my secret concerns with her made me feel better. It was highly unusual for me to talk with anyone about my personal life especially my marriage yeah Shania went on she wrote I was incredibly tight-lipped in that regard with everyone in my life but I was making a real exception opening up the way I did with Marianne and for some reason she went so out of her way like she never had before to make me comfortable with that interestingly enough Marianne let on that she and her husband Fred were trying to work through marital problems of their own maybe I took comfort in knowing that I wasn't alone and the fact that she was the only long-time friend I had. Hmm. I I feel so desperately sad reading stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there's a real sense of foreboding here, hey? Yeah. By autumn, so kind of September to November in Switzerland, something had certainly changed in Shania's friendship with Marianne that she kind of struggled to put her finger on. Marianne started to tug away from their dynamic and did develop a bit of a habit of cancelling tennis dates and plans to go on walks yeah other things in Shania's life started to feel a bit off too now Shania and Mutt had a family tradition of spending a few months every year in New Zealand must be nice it must be extraordinarily (laughs) nice they do refer to New Zealand as like their home away from home and to be honest if you like the vibe of Switzerland maybe New Zealand's not that far removed I agree with that yeah they went on these big family trips they had a holiday home over there however when it came to the period between 2007 and 2008 for what sounds like the first time ever mutt left the family trip to return to switzerland not just once but twice and the excuse he gave at the time was i need to work correct as shania said in her book something was tugging at me though i couldn't explain it back then In short, at this point, Shania knew her marriage was in trouble. In her memoir, she wrote about a continual breakdown in communication and connection that was so extreme between these two that there was little to no eye contact. I mean, you would really start to feel a bit sick about what's going on Mm. if you realise that you weren't actually making eye contact. For whatever reason, she seemed to assume most of the blame for this Mm. she wrote extensively about the lengths she went to to repair what was broken and she kind of meditated she read self-help books she did spiritual work she was doing the groundwork to try and fix her marriage when she wasn't the one that needed to fix anything no as far as we know from this story (laughs) it also reading this memoir again made me desperately sad that it definitely painted a picture of a woman who was doing everything in her power to save something. Meanwhile, her partner was doing everything in his power to destroy it. Yeah. And of course, the bleedingly obvious point is we only have one side of the story, of course, in Shania Twain's memoir, but she is such a compassionate, big hearted person. She really tries to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. In this story with Mutt, I'm not sure there's any doubt to give. 
Yeah, well, as I will say again, as far as we know, anyway. <laughs> at one point, Shania convinced herself that Mutt was closed off because he was hiding a serious illness from her and Asia. She wrote, I was in such despair that I just had to talk to someone, so I called Marianne at home while Asia was asleep. My husband's silence was causing me to imagine all sorts of terrible things. I told her, maybe he's ill and doesn't want to upset me. I worried aloud. If you see Mutt while he's in Switzerland, could you just see if you notice anything strange about him? Like if you think he looks sick in any way or is acting out of character? God, this feels so sad, but also slightly relatable, I think, in a sense that when in your gut, you know something is wrong. Mm. So you clutch at any straw you can find. Yeah, I agree. She went on in this memoir. Then I blurted out my other fear. Do you think he's having an affair? I asked. Marianne's reply didn't surprise me because I sheepishly agreed with her response that it was absurd to even think my husband could possibly be having an affair. The almost scolding tone of her voice in response made me feel foolish for even having entertained such a notion. After all, how could he possibly carry on an affair without me noticing since we lived such an isolated life, especially in the last few years living in Switzerland? She went on, I was relieved when I got off the phone with her. I believed Marianne completely. I believed my friend was looking out for me and that everything was going to be okay. What was going through Marianne's head when she was taking these phone calls, knowing that she's having an affair with Mutt? Yeah, I'm just like, I, I mean, I know we've been in this script for a long time, but I'm still stunned reading that stuff aloud, I think. It's just like the ultimate betrayal from both of them to not just have this affair, but when faced with the question of like, could could this be happening? To She's happy her. to gaslight and lie. It's crazy. <sighs> now, you guys almost definitely know where this is going. And if <laughs> you don't, told you. <laughs> we've told you a million times, but if you don't, Welcome to the ride. <laughs> a few weeks after that phone call, this was March 2008, Shania and Mutt returned home to Switzerland where they faced what Shania referred to as the most painful shock of her life since the death of her parents 20 years earlier. Mm. Mutt and Marianne were having an affair. Yeah. So how exactly did Shania find out her husband was sleeping with her best friend? Well, when she returned from Switzerland, Mutt almost immediately asked her for a divorce. When talking to Marianne about Mutt wanting to end the marriage, Marianne's tone set off an alert in Shania. Now, Shania set up a dinner that week where she outright asked Marianne if she wanted to confess anything about her relationship with Mutt, to which Marianne supposedly replied, we've been friends for all these years. I can't believe you're questioning my loyalty and honesty. The next day, though, Shania finally got the truth. And you might be asking, well, from who? Was it Marianne? <laughs> was it Mutt? Was it either of them? No. It was not. <laughs> it was Marianne's husband, of course. Now, you'll remember the name Fred, perhaps, because Fred was married to Marianne. They were all mates in Switzerland. Mm. For some ungodly and unusual reason, he was the one that was tasked with the grim job of breaking the news of the affair with Shania. Whether or, not, or whether or not he was tasked with or was like, no one else is going to tell her. I've honestly got to be the one to do it. Yeah, here's the passage from the book. Fred explained that his wife had spent some time with my husband in luxury spas in the area over the last few months. Of course, I demanded proof and outside of what he had witnessed personally, he had the classic evidence in the form of phone bills, hotel information, receipts, and the memory of a garter belt and lingerie he saw packed in her luggage. 
It's one thing to have the affair. It's another thing to deceive your best friend and your wife, respectively, about that affair. It's then another thing on top of it to be so freaking cowardly that you task the poor husband who has also been going through this, poor Fred, who's also a victim of this. You task him with the job of telling Shania, why couldn't either of you have found any sense of courage and owned up to your awful behaviour, alleged awful behaviour? Well, yeah, Shania says it happened. So (laughs) what's so sad to read is that Shania, upon finding out that her husband and best friend were sleeping together, didn't actually jump into incandescent rage. She did the opposite. She encouraged everyone involved to basically pick up and carry on as if nothing had ever happened. Denial. She really wanted both marriages to kind of return to normal. Here's how she explained it in her book. Despite everything, I still loved my husband and I still loved my friend. I put myself in their shoes with the understanding that accidents happen, we're all human and we all make mistakes. I'm surprised that she jumped to this. I am, but I can see it happening at the same time. Especially if they're not the ones to tell you about it. I think if you hear it from somebody else without seeing the look on your husband's face and realizing that this wasn't just an accident that maybe he actually loves Marianne, like whatever it might be when you're hearing it from somebody else, you can create a narrative around what you think that affair was. I agree. And maybe when you're hearing examples of like garter belts in luggage, it paints a picture of a purely sexual affair. Yeah. And maybe it's easier to try and brush a sexual affair that isn't emotional under the carpet. Maybe she didn't know enough about how deeply this ran to respond with anger. For sure. Shania even wrote Marianne a letter about the affair and it does indicate that she wanted to keep her in her life. She wrote, regardless of what has or hasn't been said and done up to now, see, I think that's quite telling, has or Mm. hasn't been up until now and that things have been changed forever for all of us, I do hope we can all go into the future never having secrets from each other ever, ever again of any kind. That we take responsibility to make sure the ones we love can know they can trust us and never do things they cannot know about. Yeah, Shania's efforts were fruitless though. Her marriage with Mutt and her friendship with Marianne were both over, no matter how hard she tried to save them. Now, of that realisation, she wrote, I was ready to die, to go to bed forever and never wake up or to hurt someone. I was ready to do something desperate, but in reality, there was nothing to do but to suffer through it. Fortunately, when you're a mum, the responsibility of caring for your child can keep you going. You have the routine of preparing your child for school in the morning, dragging yourself out of bed on autopilot, and cheerfully keeping a brave face. And as soon as Asia's off, at least in my case, I'd slip back into my pajamas and spend the day in bed crying and sleeping fitfully. It's a sad image, isn't it? Mm. Now, you've got to give it to Shania. She she did really go there in this book and included multiple messages and emails in this section about discovering the affair. In one letter begging Marianne and Mutt to separate, she wrote, I can't take it anymore. This is killing me. Have mercy. I loved him so much and I can't cope anymore. I don't want life or love anymore. I just want peace Why are you torturing me? The seven stages of grief are pretty evident when you read this. She's gone from denial to, like, despair. For sure. We are going to talk a little bit more about how Shania made her way through this mess, though, right after the break. 
All right, Zara. So before we get into the media learning about all of this, we did want to mention to the listeners that the way Shania writes about Marianne in her book is very different to the way she writes about Mutt. Now, she sort of implies, in fact, sort of is too She does too explicitly. Watery. She she basically tells the reader that Marianne is a conniving manipulator who took advantage of her husband and her husband was a hapless fool <laughs> who fell into this affair with no real cognition of what was happening. It's like accidentally opened a door and got locked inside. Yeah. For instance, this is what she wrote. A friend who is already in the life of a couple who is struggling and vulnerable, who has a bird's eye view with a great advantage to observe and who is able to circle and wait until the opportunity to strike arises. This is not something that just happens. This is more like the behavior of a vulture, slowly scoping, patiently waiting and hovering. Now, a vulture, I'm not sure on the diet of a vulture, but I'm sure it's stuff like mice and small little animals that can't really fend for themselves. Do we really think Mutt, the high-powered music producer, was this vulnerable little thing that could just be snatched up by a vulture from above? Yes, you are right. I'm actually Googling right now what do vultures <laughs> eat, and you're right, much smaller things. And no, of course not. But again, I can imagine this being a real survival mechanism I guess that it's like it's not my marriage that was the problem she some external force was the problem yeah that's a good point in another passage Shania wrote when Mutt wasn't looking she had the confidence to parade her cockiness and fearlessness with snarly looks and hisses when by chance our paths crossed in person as they inevitably did since we lived in the same small village this was extremely painful for me and left me feeling weak and defeated. She had nothing left to fear and I had lost. Yeah, if that all sounds bad, Shania also at times described Marianne as a sadistic opponent and temptress secretary. So there is a bit going on. Look, Shania's really been through it. Do we give her the... I'm struggling to figure out like... Is this a pass? I don't, I don't know. Maybe if I went through this level of trauma... I would also need to find a villain in the story to direct my anger somewhere. I just really wish she had seen both Mutt and Marianne as villains. Maybe it's harder to villainize the father of your child and yes. the person you were in love with. Especially if that father of your child was going to still be in your child's life and around you. Yeah. I also think it might be relevant context here. I mean, our listeners can make their minds up about this, that this wasn't the first time Mutt had found himself embroiled in a situation like this. <laughs> Mutt. Before meeting Shania, he was married to Stevie Van, a singer and vocal coach. Now, while he was still married to Stevie, he reportedly got into a relationship with another employee and their affair lasted five years. <laughs> Mutt. <laughs> Seems like funny parallels, these sort of allegations that two long-term affairs with people that worked for him while being married to two different singers. Yeah, but he is a small little mouse who is vulnerable to vultures, so keep that in mind. Yes, he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> now, of course, the brutal ending to her marriage wasn't the only thing that Shania Twain had to deal with. She, of course, had to experience it all with the eyes of the world watching on. Yeah, news of Shania and Mutt's divorce broke on May 15, 2008 with this people
People Magazine report. Exclusive, Shania Twain and husband split. I mean, if nothing else, (laughs) at least the title is humbled in. (laughs) And a husband. The article read, Shania Twain and her husband, producer Robert Mutt Lang, have split, her rep confirms to People. Shania Twain and her husband, music producer Robert Mutt Lang, are separating after 14 years of marriage. Spokesperson Jason Owen says in a statement, this is a private matter and there will be no further comment at this time. So no sentence saying they love each other more, more than, than ever. ever. It's- they can't wait to co-parent, respect, love. Now, a week later, People magazine followed up with this article. First photo of alleged other woman in Shania Twain's split. And there was a photo of Shania and Marianne grinning together, which had found its way on the internet that was used in this piece. Yeah, as that article read, as Shania Twain copes with her sudden split with the support of family and friends in her native Canada, sources close to the singer say she is reeling from a double betrayal, not only by her husband of 14 years, music producer Robert Mutt Lang, but by a woman she considered a close friend. Lang's relationship with Marianne Tibor, 37, a longtime secretary, and house manager at Twain and Lang's estate in Switzerland was behind the breakup, say several sources familiar with the situation. Who's leaking this? Shania is. If I was Shania's sister, I would be calling up the media and being like, this is the story. Two months later, she's had two... Oh, this is May. And this happened to her in March. March. She's had a couple of months to deal with this, to process this. She's moved to Canada. I think it's time for the world to know what Mutt has been up to. Yeah, but does it not messy it up for yourself or are you already in the thick of this mess anyway? You might as well let people find out. I think if you're the kind of person who then writes a tell-all memoir about it a couple of years later, you want people to know the full story. You don't want there to be any ambiguity with what's happened to this marriage. Yeah, that's fair. What's fascinating about this report is that Mutt Lang (laughs) spoke to People magazine (laughs) And denied the affair. An amazing response. When asked if infidelity led to the demise of his marriage, he told the publication, it is absolutely not the reason for the breakup. It's literally just a growing apart. That's all. It's literally just. No, Mutt, it's not literally just. Well, and I could, if it was just this quote that was included, I could say maybe he's got us on a technicality, right? Yeah. This wasn't what split the marriage up in his opinion however when he was asked about his rumored affair with marianne he replied simply it's not true (laughs) (laughs) a week after that marianne also spoke to people and denied that she had had an affair with mutt she gave them a very simple quote that reads you cannot believe everything you read in the press i will believe this though (laughs) i will believe this as well because speaking of the press there was a lot of it when it came to this affair And I think Shania's name and her career proved almost too good for a pun. Mm. I mean, think of all the songs she's ever written. Think of all the... So much material. So much material. For example, the Otago Daily Times ran a story on June 2008 titled Twain on a Different (laughs) Track. Makes me want to say twack. That is so bad. The Boston Herald ran the headline... Apparently, she don't impress hubby much. That's so mean. It's so bad. The Toronto Sun ran the headline, Shania Twain wreck. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) This is terrible. (laughs) This is as rock bottom as it gets. The article itself, that one, Shania Twain wreck, was also really gross. It had a line in the article that read, whose bed has Mutt Lang's boots been under? 
not under Shania Twain's anymore. What the fuck? It's really brutal. It's as dehumanizing as it gets because it's like this is a woman whose entire life has been like blown up. Yeah. But it's like she's a character Here's to a, you. Here's a pun. If, if we can have a good headline or even a good line in our article, then it's worth it. Mm. Shania revealed in her memoir that she was at breaking point while she was having tea with her ex-manager, Mary Bailey, one afternoon. She wrote... Everything just hit me harder than I could stand. An intense flood of emotion came over me till I was hardly able to walk the short distance back to our hotel without Mary supporting me. My knees kept giving out from underneath me. Mary reminded me that no one understood the situation as deeply as Fred, the other victim in all of this, and she urged me to go to him to talk. Mm, Despite having no real contact with Fred, at this point, Shania decided to call him anyway, and in a panic, she tried to explain that she simply couldn't take it anymore. It was then that Fred told her to meet him at his place and he would come home right away. I know we're about to talk about Fred and Shania, but something's just popped up in my head that I quickly, I think the listeners will be thinking about this, and I just want to have a quick back and forth about it with you. We know that Marianne and Mutt were working together while Shania was on tour before she ever met Marianne. Do we think this affair was going on for potentially years? Like maybe the entire time they were friends? Yeah, I thought so. When I, when you know that they were together for probably a year. Alone in the same house. While Shania was on the Come On Over tour. I don't think you work with someone for a year by yourself and then when your wife gets back two years later, realise you've got chemistry with them. Yeah, so maybe this was potentially, we don't know. It's not included in the book. She doesn't actually even really speculate on the duration of the affair. This could have been throughout the entire friendship, the entire pregnancy, everything. Yeah, I mean, regardless, it's quite the betrayal, Mm. no matter how long it's been going on for. Mm. Back to Shania and Fred, though. Shania said that when she finally did meet up with him, they kind of didn't speak for hours. Instead, she said she just sat there numb and in silence until she was ready to talk. Mm. This, however, was the beginning of Fred and Shania coming together to hash things out and comfort each other given the mutual betrayal that had blown up both of their lives. Despite the difficulties that came with sharing and processing what they'd been through, Shania and Fred's relationship really blossomed. When Shania eventually returned to Switzerland, they continued to bond over more than just this shared betrayal. In fact, they started building a friendship that wasn't purely about the trauma of being cheated on. Yeah, which would be hard to break out of because it is the one main thing that's going on in your life it's the main thing that's going on in their life and it's the thing you share yeah so it's like how do you even get yourself out of thinking about that let alone both of you according to shania's memoir they would often have wholesome campfires with their kids they'd roast marshmallows play music and sing songs around the fire (laughs) that is as wholesome as it gets sounds a bit fake (laughs) but it's what she says of the moment that their relationship turned romantic shania wrote Fred and I must have appeared to be pretty lost in each other because at one point our kids piped up and said, why don't you guys kiss? Oh my God, I can so imagine me doing that. It's like a a chirpy eight-year-old. Yeah. Fred and I stopped dead, stunned, and said in unison, what? Why don't you guys just kiss, they repeated, rolling their eyes while smiling from ear to ear. We looked at each other, quite surprised that the kids had recognized a connection between us that we'd been feeling for some time, but felt uncomfortable revealing openly. 
When they finally kissed, Shania wrote, relief came rushing through us as the ice had been broken. Fred and I were surprised and relieved by our children's encouragement to be ourselves in love. And from that moment on, the four of us began to form a reassembled family. Why do I love this so much? It's wild. I'm obsessed with it. It's pretty insane. (laughs) Despite mutual feelings being present at that point, Shania and Fred were really cautious with this newfound romance. She wrote in her memoir, Fred and I proceeded with caution because we were both so keenly aware that our mutual grief might be the main thing binding us together. We also considered the dangers of confusing the children with a rebound romance, but it wasn't. What attracted me to Fred was his selflessness. He was going through the same agony as I was, maybe even worse, because as a father, he would have to battle his soon-to-be ex for the right to see his own daughter. At least that was something I never had to face. Yet he was never too busy to nurse me through my emotional lows. I think it's fair to say that he was more of a support to me than I was to him at first. While I was a self-pitying spigot of never-ending sadness in the initial period of my grief, he showed strength, kept a healthily clear, pragmatic perspective and was infinitely patient and understanding I admired him I feel like this would be really hard because I think at what point do you know whether this is just shared grief and whether you're just Mm. in the throes of something and it would be hard knowing whether you were going to confuse your children or not because it would be a lot for little kids to take on yeah I mean spoiler alert they ended up being correct in it all but I can imagine how much that would weigh on you yeah because I mean when your life is blown up like this, I can imagine that you just so desperately want a life raft to hold on to. But how do you tell what's a life raft and what's like an actual healthy foundation to begin a friendship on? And the kids thing, like I imagine it would be so confusing to be either Shania and Mutt's child, Asia, or Fred and Marianne's child. We don't know her name. To look at your parents swap, like yeah, your, I know. The, the couple swapping on both sides would be incredibly discombobulating. For sure. By December 2008, the media got wind that the two had formed quite the friendship. A friend of Shania's told People magazine that Fred was having a positive effect on her and that, and I quote, she's finally doing things she always wanted to do, emotionally freeing things. That friend continued, she's playing tennis four times a week, skydiving for the first time. Should be noted, though, that the title of that People magazine article was literally Shania Twain enjoys time with pal Frederick Tibor. There was definitely emphasis on their friendship, so they clearly weren't publicly out as a couple yet. Do we think they leaked this, though? Like, you have to kind of breadcrumb the public to a story like this. I think they would be self-aware enough to know that it would be... I mean, it's not just discombobulating for their kids. It's discombobulating for a lot of other people. So, Mm. yes, I think this was the first step. Yeah. Talking to Ellen years later, Shania said, We slowly became very, very good friends. We had many months of just trying to make sense of everything. Holding each other up was a very difficult time emotionally for both of us, and we found something very beautiful in the end and unexpected. She also said the way he carried himself through it all really attracted her to him. She told Red Book magazine, I got to observe Fred going through the same thing I was and I admired how he handled it. That is where I fell in love with him because he was so exemplary in every way. It's a pretty good foundation for a relationship knowing that they can handle something that you know what it feels like and maybe be handling it better than you. Yeah, well, it reminds me, and I know we've said this on an episode recently, of that quote about Marilyn Monroe. Like you're seeing someone at their very worst and if you're liking someone at their very worst or in their most desperate state, 
they've got to be a pretty good person. Yeah, imagine what the good stuff looks like. In 2009, in August, they were spotted wearing rings while vacationing in Canada and engagement rumours started to swirl. Shania's rep, though, at the time denied the reports and it wasn't until well over a year later, on the 20th of December 2010, that she posted on her official website again. This time it was a letter that announced her engagement. She wrote, I am excited to share some personal news with you. I am in love. Oh. Frederick Nicholas Tibor has been a true gift to me as a compassionate, understanding friend and over time, an amazing love has blossomed from this precious friendship. Fred and I are happy to announce our engagement. Engagement. Yeah, and after this engagement announcement, guys, the wedding came around very, very quickly. Shania and Fred got married on January 1, 2011. So the first of the first, 2011. She's big into numerology. It was in a small sunset ceremony in Puerto Rico. The wedding took place less than two weeks after she had announced her engagement to the world. Do you think that they were actually engaged in the middle of 2009? Yeah, I think in August 2009, when they were spotted wearing rings, they were engaged. Mind you, rich people can also pull off a wedding extraordinarily quickly. I think more so because she hadn't finalised her divorce. She didn't finalise her divorce from Mutt until the middle of 2010. Mm. If she was engaged in the middle of 2009, I reckon she's like, I'm going to wait till the divorce is finalised and then a few months and yes. then announce it. So I reckon they could have been engaged for a year and a half before they told anyone. Regardless, stoked for them. <laughs> Just to get you in on the timelines here a bit as well. Matt and Shania announced their separation in May 2008, but Shania did find out about everything in that March. Fred and Shania started dating in 2009, and then she was married by early 2011. Now, you've got to wonder what happened to Mutt and Marianne in all of this. While neither of them publicly acknowledged having an affair, they did officially start dating after the separation and, according to reports, are still together <laughs> to this day. Yeah, it's hard to know the details of either of their lives, they're guys. they're well known and he is, as we know, very fiercely private. Yeah, Marianne and Shania have certainly not reconciled and Shania still holds a very clear resentment towards Marianne. In 2015, Shania also told the New York Post that she never sees Marianne. She said, I don't invite that trigger into my life. She's not my future. She's my past. That same year, she admitted to Andy Cohen that she wishes she'd never met Marianne. When Shania ran into her just prior to that interview, she said she was at such a loss for words that she had a total panic attack. I just told her she was a bad person. That's all I could get out. The kind of last update on the situation came in 2018 when a reporter asked Shania if she speaks to her ex. Shania said, sure. I mean, we don't hang out with each other. At the time, she said she lived just half a mile from Mutt and Marianne, but she never crossed paths with Marianne. She said she is the last person on the planet I want to run into. It's an interesting, I mean, feel however you want to feel. The betrayal is so huge. I'm not going to tell Shania to just like forgive and forget. Yeah, and put that to the side. But imagine Asia is now an adult son. So this isn't an active concern right now. But when these quotes were given in 2018 and 2015, when those other quotes were given, Shania's son 
we can reasonably expect was spending a decent amount of time with Marianne. It would be an interesting mental leap to think you despise this woman so deeply. You clearly think she's borderline evil and yet she's partly raising your child. Yes, it would be incredibly difficult. And that all brings us to where Shania is now. Well, she has since returned to the singing songwriting career that made her such a massive star. Perhaps one thing we didn't have time to discuss earlier is not just how much the affair destroyed her personal life, but how drastically it would have altered her career as well. I mean, Mutt was the man she worked with across all of her best Mm. music and to lose that working partnership along with everything else would be a pretty massive adjustment. For sure. In a cover story for InStyle published earlier this year, Shania discussed the effect that contracting the tick-borne illness Lyme disease in the noughties had on her voice. She recalled that, and I quote, for six or seven years, doctors could not pinpoint what was going on with her voice, which, according to Shania, was changing and fading. Now, I will say on Lyme disease and discussions of that, we do really deep dive that a lot in our Hadid series. I'm not going to get into that here, but if you have questions or curiosity about Lyme disease and celebrities, give our Hadid series a listen as well. Yeah, in 2012, after successful duets with Lionel Richie, she returned to the stage with a spectacular Las Vegas show. It had been over 10 years since she'd sung live. Mm. She's also gone on to write her own music without much. Shania's album Now debuted at the top of the US and Canadian charts in 2017, and she was a surprise guest on stage with Harry Styles at Coachella. In 2022, she won the People's Choice Awards I Icon Award. She made headlines for arriving in a contemporary version of her famous leopard outfit in That Don't Impress Me Much. She even had a train named after her in Switzerland called, you guessed it, Shania Train. Well, at least the pun <laughs> is with her this time and not against her. It's giving make lemonade out of lemons. Sure, sure. Her new album, Queen of Me, came out on February 3, 2023, and she has announced she's going on a global arena tour. So Shania's doing okay, as far as we can tell. Her and Fred are going strong. Likewise, Mutt is presumably still in that relationship with Marianne and and being a bit more reclusive Mm. and anti-fame. So I guess kind of a weird happy ending. (laughs) It's the weirdest ending because there is so much terrible behaviour in this series. And yet from the outside... It seems like everyone actually ended up better off. When you hear Shania talk about her current marriage compared to her first marriage, you can't help but feel that a little grateful that the universe worked in the way that it did. As much pain as she went through, it seems like her life now is considerably happier. So, I mean, I don't approve the behaviour that got us here, but I don't think there's any denying that where we are at now is a much better place than where both of these couples were at 20 years ago. I agree with that. And with that, that is the end of our two-part <laughs> series on Shania Twain. A massive thank you to researcher Eilish Gilligan who worked on this one alongside us. If you want to see a whole array of nostalgic photos from this time, follow us on Instagram at Shameless Podcast. Yeah, we're also on TikTok at Shameless underscore podcast. We'll be back in your ears on Thursday. Shameless Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.